Hello and welcome to the Carson Daly Show, the crypto culture talk show nobody asked for. I'm Carson Daly, the most prolific shit poster on all of NFT Twitter, and of course, the official gossip girl of the lawless part of the internet known as Web3. Q1 2023 ends today, so if you haven't hit your finance or fitness goals set in January by now, you might as well pack it in and wait until next year. This week, I have updates on more Web3 division cuts, NF Ticketmaster, and Sam Bankman-Fried getting grounded for life by the Fed. If you're here, you're early. If you're not here, you need to get here. Looks like the happiest place in the metaverse just couldn't be imagineered, no matter how hard Disney tried. That's right, Disney axed its metaverse division faster than a gay kiss in a Pixar movie. The move to discontinue Web3-related efforts is part of the company's layoff plan, which begs the question, if Disney can't keep these good people employed, then where is the $30 I've spent on a turkey leg going? My contributions alone should be able to support the team of 50 reported to be laid off. When Disney launched this metaverse unit, they envisioned it to drive next-generation storytelling and consumer experiences. So now, a year and 50 employees gone later, the future of Disney's strategy to harness Web3 technologies is unfortunately unclear. I'll admit, out of all the news of metaverse divisions dissolving, this one is the biggest disappointment. I try to consider it from the perspective of Disney's film aesthetic and shifting from 2D animated films to the now standard 3D animated format. Disney and Pixar first worked together on a 3D animated film in 1991, resulting in the release of Toy Story. But it wasn't until 2006, 15 years later, that Disney actually purchased Pixar. Maybe there isn't an analogy to be made here, but I sure as hell will try. It's easy to speculate on how much of that acquisition influenced the future of Disney as a brand and as the king of animation and storytelling. Perhaps Disney pulled the plug too soon on their metaverse efforts, or maybe they jumped in too soon to begin with. It's hard to say what went wrong here, but the future continues to be more digital than anything else, and Web3 is indisputably a pillar of that future. Therefore, Disney, you let me down. You let down a lifelong member of the aspirational Disney Princesses Club. Moving on. Ticketmaster is trialing non-fungible token-gated ticket sales. Cool. And they'll be rolling it out with heavy metal band Avenged Sevenfold. Less cool. Maybe. I have no fucking clue who Avenged Sevenfold is, but apparently they already have their own NFT community called Deathbats Club, which will hopefully position the initiative for the most successful result. It's a safe bet for sure. But it is the best bet. It's going to be interesting to watch scalpers try to explain to boomers what NFTs are. And maybe they should stick to the standard sale model for the next Simon and Garfunkel tour. But beyond Avenged Seven Holds, the features Ticketmaster has launched will allow more artists to grant NFT owners special access to events, which of course strengthens the use case for the tech powering digital collectibles. I personally am totally fine with Ticketmaster getting in on the NFT game as long as they promise to stay on brand and charge a super fucking arbitrary convenience fee, which is also on brand for charging super fucking arbitrary gas fees, Ethereum. No, okay, jokes aside, I'd love to see this. Token-gated ticketing practices hype me up. And it does remind me of late 2020 clubhouse conversations when all the genuine people, who have probably since been drowned out by the DGENs, used to dream up new use cases for the technology. And it even reminds me of one of my early NFT-backed business ventures in which I intended 
on purchasing a venue, minting just 100 tickets for life to grant access to that venue, and creating a production of the Bow Wolf or Sleep No More proportions. So anyways, if anybody hears this and goes on to make it a huge success, all I ask is, please, can I have a whitelist? Will NFT tickets be the way? Maybe. Who knows? I think the tech still will require some automated burn mechanic if they really want it to be a success. Oh, and the tech also requires people to give a shit in order for it to be a success. So maybe we actually are still a ways off. In other news, GQ's most notorious man of crypto, Sam Bankman-Fried, has reached a new agreement with U.S. prosecutors on revised bail conditions. In case you missed it, SBF is the former chief executive officer of what was once the largest centralized crypto exchange, FTX, which collapsed at the end of last year. He faces fraud charges, among other things, like ostracizing from the larger crypto community and being the most memeable man on DeFi Twitter. With this new deal, SBF's phone would have no internet capability and his laptop would have limited functions. He's also forbidden from using other devices. No word yet on whether he's ever allowed to touch a beanbag again, though. If he is suspected of using his devices for anything other than calls or texts, the feds get to search his phone. They've basically reduced him to a 15-year-old. Hope he likes journaling because that's the only thing no one can or wants to read. Reading this actually was way too triggering. It reminded me of a similar sentencing I received from my mom when she discovered my secret MySpace at 15 years old. This is the first time I've actually sympathized with the man. Billionaire crypto scammer or not, being grounded fucking sucks. Am I still streaming? The feds also made his parents agree to not let him use any of their devices and also to let them know if he doesn't finish his broccoli. (laughs) Okay, that wraps up this week's update. Let's do some NFA. The following is not financial advice, only my advice to keep you cool and in the know. I've been wanting to share this message for a while. I think it's so important. This is the NFA, okay? This is the alpha. You need to watch reality TV. Yes, read books, go to museum, collect JPEGs, touch grass, whatever, whatever, whatever. But if you really want to experience culture, like contemporary pop culture, you must be watching reality TV. And if you don't watch reality TV at all, then you can't tell me anything. Like, there are no excuses. If you can't tell me some kind of story arc or plot or something about a regular real-life villain from a reality TV show, then I do not trust that you are current on anything. If you cannot name any Kardashians, then you do not have any grip on reality, and don't try to act like you're better than me or something because, oh, I don't watch TV. One, you're not better than me. You're not. You're not. You're not better than me. You should watch the Kardashians. Anyways, if you want to know where to start, just jump into Vanderpump Rules or something. It can be also Love is Blind, The Circle, any Real Housewives franchise, Selling Sunset, Come Dine With Me for my UK listeners, Lego Master. I don't care. I approve of and endorse any and all of these absolute national and international treasures of pop culture. And also, don't forget, follow me for more. NFA on Twitter or Instagram at Carson Daily or on the show's dedicated Instagram channel at Carson Daily Show. While you're there, give me a follow, like, reshare. You know what to do. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Carson Daily Show. I'm Carson Daly, and you can't go a week in crypto without me. See you next Tuesday. Bye. The Carson Daily Show is a decentral media production written by me and my better comedic app, James Carr, with music by Woody. Bye.